Welcome to Awakening Warriors, where we talk about life, love, lessons, and learning. We're back. Mm-hmm. It's been a few weeks. Yeah, three in total. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> but we're here now. And coming off of an event, so we didn't really plan as far as, far as like, subject or topic, but we'll have lots of goodies. So. And even when we do plan, it's usually like brief, so, and quick, but, yeah. Um, so we went to Ohio, and a little background story here, um, and this particular event is the only reason why I'm even here in South Dakota today. So a year ago, we went to the event, and, um, bumped into a couple guys, uh, the one dude offered me an opportunity to a partnership and um, a job at the time um, to get me started over here and uh, so I was when I was evaluating the option I was like well fuck you know I don't what am I going to look back and see in five years and you know will I have the regret of not taking the opportunity so um said yes and been here for eight months and now we uh, went back to this same event where we met these guys kind of uh, as a one year anniversary deal and it was a blast so go ahead um, yeah I was just going to say that we were recording and podcasting at that point so if you like go back in time you could kind of follow that journey but yeah it was cool to head back to that place where last year when we went our we didn't really know what was next and that was kind of the the hope of going to this event last year was hopefully we'll find whatever's next for us we were looking to sell our rental and we were going to have some money so do we invest do we start a business do we what are we doing and yeah went to the vet and obviously found what was next for us which was not even anywhere on our radar and would have never even been something that we would have thought of but yeah, never even would have considered it. Never even thought about it. It just happened to be there. Um, the opportunity presented itself, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, so then oh, we yeah. all went back again. Um, the same people that we had met, uh, and then they brought their kids. So, yeah, it was cool. And Joel, Joel came too. Oh, yeah, and a new friend of ours from Mitchell came too. So, um, yeah, it was really... I don't know. It was just cool. Events like this, we've talked about them before. They're really great to get around. They, like, re-energize you. They re-remind you of things. Um, you meet really great people, but it was just kind of a different, I don't know, it was a different feel because it was just cool to be like, wow, this time last year we felt like we didn't know what was up and what we were going to do, and now we're coming back again in a totally different place, literally and figuratively, and yeah. Um, so we've been go doing events for a long time, I'd say almost 10 years, give or take, uh, and they're just extremely important because they help you get around people that are like-minded and that are typically at a much higher level than you are. I was going to say, are bigger thinkers. Yeah, yep, so... You know, like I was probably one of the one of the smaller guys in the group. I know I'm not the smallest, but 
Um, I'm definitely one of the smaller um, in comparison to a lot of these guys. And it's just good to get around them, talk to them, get ideas. Um, you know, I think energy is contagious. So, you know, when you're around them, they kind of lift you up naturally and so on and so forth. So, And those are the rooms you want to be in. You don't want to be the smartest or the richest or the... I mean, it might happen at some point in time in somebody's future, and but like when you're around people that like are thinking bigger than you, making more money than you, talking about different things than you, like you are going to be forced to grow exponentially compared to if you're one of the top dogs and you're in a room where everybody else is. And it's not all about hierarchy and money and all of that, but just abundance in all areas. People that push you to grow essentially. And it's funny because we've been doing these things for years and I think this, for me personally, was the one that really gave me an energetic shift going and in, coming into this. Because I know in the past, and I've, I, I'll discuss more about how, you know some other thoughts I had and realizations I've had. But in the past, like I wasn't a, like I'd go to these things to network, but you know I really would only go do so much and talk to so many people, and you know I'd feel you know lesser than they are and stuff like that because I am the little guy and you know what do I have to contribute or you know what do I have to talk to them about and stuff like that and this time it was it was there's a massive energetic shift for sure 100% I think that's one of the this was probably one of the most productive events that I have ever been to in my life this particular year at this event so for me personally and, you know, every time you come off kind of hot on these and then, you know, eventually like life settles back in, your energy starts to drop um, and you just got to fight that as much as you can um, by implementing as much as you can off of your notes and um, continuing to listen to those specific people and doing the practices and stuff like that. So and then going back again to like reinvesting in yourself by going again to get back around that fire. Yeah, for sure. So, I asked her last night on the way home, because uh, we, we typically, well, I typically, I guess, I usually started off, I feel like, um, question on, like, so what did you learn? So, like, even after, like, any event or, you know, just life experience or whatever, so I'm like, you know, like, I typically... Even, like, like church re- the other week, you're like, what'd you learn? Yeah, I reevaluate, you know, like, I want to know what you learned, because, one, maybe you'll teach me something, and then two, it makes you process what actually happened and you know what they said. And then three, it reestablishes what you took away too. Because if you learn it and then you never like regurgitate it or like re you know, reprocess it, then it'll have a lot less effect compared to if you go out and say, Hey, I did this, I should you know, and continue to share it. So, um, I just I like to reevaluate situations and like okay what could I have done better uh, you know where did I fuck up what did I do really good and shit like that so I just want to point out really quick the difference in our note taking formats here I came not super prepared because I was like oh last year we got a binder with a note section and so then I get there and I was like oh nope so then I just started writing on this thing that we got and then he gave me a piece of paper and I don't know I just thought it was funny because you're so put together. And mine's on like four different sheets of paper. This is the difference between type A personality and type B personality. Like I always, I don't, 
I assumed too that they were gonna give us something. But I still bought mine. But I don't fucking know, and I like to rely on myself. If I, I know I can count on myself because I have it. I brought it. I specifically brought it um, to this. So you know, like consciously, is, intentionally packed it on the way to you know even before we left the house. Like I knew I was going in here with that. Well, I also had the assumption. That that's we were going to get that black thing. Schedule, but um, yeah, but either way, I—that's why I packed it. Oh yeah, I was just—it is also nice to have all your stuff together. So now I have all these like loose pieces of paper that. But she can take advantage of this and transfer them into her book, you? and so now she re. I mean, she you can, want to like throw up today? With she could rewrite it. Yeah. Am I wrong or am I no, right? Because that was. She's the. That she's, was going to she's be. She's in a mood. I'm up here, and she's, like, kind of right, down right. here. Right, he's totally leveled up, y'all. I'm sure you can tell a totally different Montana. No, energy-wise. Um, yeah, I'd already thought about... Stop interrupting me. I'd already thought about that, that I could... And I have before. Like, I've taken notes kind of in other places or whatever and then re-transferred them over, which is good for my brain to rewrite and reread. And That's what I said. But it's my story to tell. You don't need to tell me what to do. I can explain to you. Yeah, I had thought about that, and this is why it's good. I think. I think Go ahead. You could do that. Do you want me to tell? Yep, I want you to tell. So anyway, I asked her last night what her specific, you know, takeaways were, you know, so then she can like re revisit the event, you know, take out key points, you know, things that really touched touched on for. Her. So some of the things that touched specifically touched on me um, that like really stood out was when Wes Weston talked about like levels of success and what uh, creates a high achiever, you know? So his three things are, um, he's better than everybody else, he's never satisfied, and he has impulse control. And it's interesting because I do think I'm better than most people, not all people by any means, because I think I'm better than general society, you know, because when I get into those rooms, I don't necessarily get intimidated, but I just don't, my self-worth isn't there because like, look at them. They have, you know, they have the body and the millions. They have, you know, they're just at a whole different level. So I'm like, I'm, I'm the small guy. So then my self-worth goes like, doesn't go necessarily down, but it's just not as when I'm comparing myself to these guys. You know what I mean? So um, the first one is I'm better than everyone else. Second one is I'm never satisfied, which is pretty, that's, that's, I'm really good at never being satisfied. And then impulse control is the third one. And I've, I've pretty good impulse control. I could do better, but like for the most part, overall, my impulse control is um, good. And then the intensity of those three things equals the level of your success, you know? So, you know, if like you're a one to 10 on one, one to 10 on two, one to 10 on three, you know, if you got 10, 10, 10, 10, you're probably gonna be a fucking, you know, be worth a hundred million dollars and, you know, so on and so forth, so. So on and so forth. Um, he also mentioned, the, for the second one about never being satisfied, he said, you can be happily dissatisfied. Yeah. And he said, which I am, which reminded me, and we've talked about this, of the Ed Milet being blissfully dissatisfied. It's not like you go around life hating everything and feeling like crap and you're never feeling great. Like, that's not the case. The point is that you're happily dissatisfied. So you can still have that happiness in your life, but you're also, like, striving and learning and growing because you want more. Yeah, for sure. Um, another one was... Uh, 
Nick, how do you say his last name? Uh, sa- hold on, have it here. Santana Sasto. Whatever she said. Santana Sasto. So long story short, he was born, he had a bunch of, he had some major birth defects. He doesn't have uh, any legs and he's only got one arm with no hand. And um, so he talks about basically his mindset and why he's worth more, worth more like overall as far as monetary value. And he talks about, you know, how he can, he can be like that. But yeah, he's happier, he's more peaceful, you know, and he's, he's... He used, like, live more life. Like, how can somebody like me live more life than somebody like yeah. you? Yeah, when, you know, like, I am full, able body, but yeah, he's worth more, he's, you know, has more experiences, and so on and so forth. And I was like, damn, that's just so true. Um, and he said, you know, it's because you have a broke mindset. Like, not in the... You could say in the mentality of, like, broke is in monetary, but it's really, like, you're... It's, the, your mindset is broken. Like you, you have a fucked up mindset essentially, you know? And that was because of society, your parents, your friends, basically your influences throughout your whole life. And, um, you know, being in his position, he had two options. He had the option of being depressed and, you know, sad and, you know, angry with the world, with Victim. God. Yeah, he could have a victim mentality or he could still be happy because really your circumstances, I mean, you could be in prison and be the happiest guy in the world because of like your outlook on life and you know, your philosophy of life. So his talk was so good because he talked about that. Like your worst disability is your mindset. And he said like, how have I been able to be happy? And he said, I trained myself. Yeah. And it was so good because he like walked us through this, a lot of his talk entailed a lot. Like, information and education but also we like literally embodied some things with him in that moment he's a really good speaker he like actively has you engage you know raise your hand say yes say cool say you know hot am i right or am i right yeah yeah and then reply back uh and then he took us through a, a like a meditation practice type of thing um and so yeah and he talks about cycles um Typically, you know, the reason why we drink or we smoke weed or we, we use any drug, whether that's food, caffeine, um, all that stuff, is because we're soothing something, you know. So that's where people, you know, pe- most individuals try to criticize other people about their bad habits. You know, oh, he's a crackhead. He's a meth head, you know. But you fucking drink every weekend or you know you so you're a functioning drug addict and these other people aren't functioning you just you know so people like to criticize others on their own to make themselves feel better essentially so like oh well at least i'm not a meth head you know although i drink every fucking weekend or every day or some shit like that um so i thought that was really interesting that he brought that up like how we soothe with pornography alcohol weed um, whatever the case might be, so. He also, um, talked about high energy equals high income. Like, I think that's something, like, even today, like, I feel, I'm not, I'm at the highest level of energy today. Like, I can just feel it, but I feel like I... See? Because that is, like, so unnecessary. You could just allow me to be without your little peanut gallery situation. Um... 
But I think I, yeah, just thinking about my overall levels of energy, like where, where am I at? And then does my income reflect that? Probably. Um, and I have, my energy never goes real low, but you know, like I said, I go neutral and I go high and then I go neutral and I go high and I'm probably like right in between that high and that neutral right now. Um, I know today I've been high, but at this very moment, I'm probably like in between high and high and neutral right now. Well, and I, not that this is an excuse because it's not, but I just know myself like after traveling and after things like that, like I generally need an adjustment period and I can almost guarantee you that's what this is. Um, so another th couple things that I, I realized, um, so Joel, our friend Joel, he is, um, like I would say at a, at a, he's younger than us and he's at a lesser, uh, societal position in the hierarchy, I guess you could say, you know what I mean? I'm not saying like, I'm not talking bad about him or anything. I'm saying like, he's yeah, at a, just a, even had that conversation. Yeah, he's at a different monetary level and you know, stuff like that really great dude and so what I took away from him was uh, one of his particular not habits but uh, expressions um, actions is he would like literally just talk to anybody no matter who the fuck they were he didn't care he just walked right up to him and said blah 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 you know like or he like raised his hand to ask a question in front of like the entire crowd and like didn't really have a question but was like gonna figure it out and like wanted to yeah. stand up and yeah uh he stood up for volunteering mm -hmm. on the stage when where i'm like i don't know and maybe it's a, maybe it's a self view thing like how i view myself but like, I don't, I can't like, man, I do not like doing that. I stood up once this weekend to ask a question to Sean and I had to literally fucking write it down. So like, I, if I stood up, like, so while he's talking, I'm like, oh, okay. Cause I had this question and then I was like, I'm just going to write it down while I'm listening, you know? And then I fucking raise a hand, I get the microphone <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, I'm like looking down at my notes and shit. And, and I'm, like, I was like, were you nervous? He's like, yeah, why? Could you tell? And I was like, I think you skipped a word, but like, yeah. I know what his question was, but it's just like my heart was fluttering. My, my fuck it, you know, like fight or flight, fight or flight was going on right Dude, now. Even mine was like, when you raised your hand then my heart was like, oh my God. Because <laughs> then Morgan looked at me and was like, oh shit. And I was like, dude, it's making me nervous that he raised his hand. Yeah. So, you know, like, and for him, I don't think, he just, and I talked to him about it. I talked to Joel about it because, you know, I want to understand. I want to learn. And I want to actually, like, compliment him, too, for, you know, having those attributes. And those are good attributes to have, you know. Like, even though I'm at a different success level than he is, I have plenty to learn from him, you know. So okay. there, you know, learn from anybody. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I wanted to, you know, talk to him about it, and he said he just doesn't think about it. And there's there's a lot of times that I do that too. It's just I don't do those in the, that particular situation. I feel like I need to think through things through. Like I have to have a question. Like I need to say the question in the proper form, you know, so the speaker can, you know, answer my actual question. Cause there's times that where like people will go up there and like ask a fucking dumb question. I'm like, are you fucking retarded? I'm like, that was a shitty question. I'm like, you didn't even process that. And, and Sean's like, what the fuck kind of question is that? And I'm like, you know, I want to, I want to be intentional, you know? So then like, I think I've kind of put a lot of pressure on it. Um, but that was one of the things that Joel did is he went up and would talk to anybody. 
anybody and everybody, whether it was a speaker or not a speaker. And then also, um, so there's vulnerability. There's a vulnerability piece to that. And so when I watched him do that, I was like, oh shit, maybe I'm not, like, that is super vulnerable to go up on stage and to raise your hand, not knowing what you're going to do and shit like that. And I'm like, you know, there was a, there was, there was times that I thought I should raise my hand, but I wouldn't because I was too big of a bitch basically. And that's why, I, and there was one time before that, or maybe one or two times before Sean spoke that I felt like I should raise my hand and I didn't do it and I regretted it. I was like, why the fuck am I such a pussy? I'm like, I had the question, I had the opportunity, and I didn't fucking ask it because of my fear, essentially. You know, so vulnerability from Joel is one of the things that I took away. Um, and yeah, they, you know, and I'll, we're going to talk to Tim Bratz eventually and that separation and stuff, but um, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, but me practicing vulnerability um, was me asking Sean that question. And it just, watching Joel made me realize I'm not, I'm not as vulnerable as I, I'm not doing as good in vulnerability as I thought I was. You know, because vulnerability is my, my word this year. And there's a lot of things that I'm like vulnerable in per se, but I don't know if it's necessarily necessarily considered vulnerability when I turn around and like try to make it a strength. Cause like, I feel like I'm stronger when I, you know, or I'm better because I am willing to have those conversations and, you know, do those things where like in those vulnerability moments, you know, Sean could call me a dumbass, or, you know, I could fuck up the question or whatever else. Like that's a true vulnerability moment. Cause yeah, it's just different. He didn't so, tell you to shut the fuck up. Was that? He didn't tell you to shut the fuck no, he, up. No, he said he would answer the question if, if. I shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. basically. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was one of the, my <laughs> takeaways from Joel. I'm not, I'm not as vulnerable and open as I thought I was. Um, and so, yeah, that was, that was a good thing. Uh, I guess... Do you want me to keep going? I'll just keep going because I think I only have really one more big takeaway. Um, and then I'm good. And that's the talking to Tim, Tim Bratz. Um, talking to, so Tim Bratz, he owns 4,000 doors. He's worth multi, 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 multi millions. Um, even, even Mark Evans is probably worth a few hundred million or a couple hundred million. I don't really know. He's worth a I lot of money. To. He's worth a lot of money. And so... Um, there's a disconnect, right? There's a disconnect from where I'm at to where they're at. Kind of like you can't go from like depressed to overly happy. Like you can't jump from here to there. There's just right. no way. You can't, it's not there's possible. Steps. There's there's a transition <clears throat> in frequencies that like change over time. And so when I'm sitting here and they're up on the fucking stage and they have accomplished this, that, and the other thing and they're speaking and all this stuff, there's a disconnect for me, you know? So one of the reasons why I like these smaller events is because you do have the opportunity to like rub shoulders essentially with these guys. Like they'll come off stage, they'll stand in the back, they'll chat, they'll sit down in the front kind of, you know, area. They don't like go in the back, like a, a Tony Robbins 
you know, event, they'll go in the back, and then you'll never see them again. Right. That's what I was gonna say. A lot of times they go up there, speak, and then they're away. You might like have you might time. have a meet and greet kind of thing. Like if you pay extra money, and you might you gotta shake their hand, take a picture, but you never really get to conversate with them. Whereas this event, or and like events, you have the opportunity to, to literally sit there and chat with them and it, it just helps your belief come up a little more so in the past we um would never really talk to them like even last year when we, when we had the opportunity but i never had the balls to go up and talk to them because I, I didn't really feel like i had anything to talk to them about I felt you know not as good as them whatever the case might be so this year whereas like one of the level step up things for me which was been huge um I talked to Mark a few, mo a couple different times at a few moments. Um, I felt comfortable walking up and asking for pictures and stuff, and you know, thanking them. Um, and then we met a girl who knew Tim Bratz, um, and then we went and talked to her. And then the other girl that she was talking to happened to be Bratz's wife. And so, like, you know, I started asking her questions because you know she's obviously been through the process with him. And I was like, damn, dude, this is so fucking crazy. Cause it's just like, you know, she still has a hard time conceptualizing where they're at. Like, mm -hmm. she's like, I still have a hard time doing it. And I'm like, well, what about this? And she's like, I didn't even know, you know, he was that broke when I agreed to marry well, him. You and even asked about like the come up, right? Like how long has he, or how long has, when yeah, did the come up 2018. happen Well, then she was like, I mean, are we even in a come up? Like, I'm not really sure, but I'd say yeah. like 2018, I guess. Like, she's yeah. like, I get what you're asking, but like, yeah. are we even in that? Because, because in the life of an entrepreneur, you go, and the, she literally did the same exact things. So, you know, it's like this. Really? It's just, it's a roller coaster. You're up here and you're fucking riding high and you have a fuck ton of money and then you're like, oh shit, are we going to lose it all? Or like, oh fuck, we're, we're right down here and then we're back up and then we're back down and you know, it's just, it's, it's like funny to have, cause I didn't, I didn't fucking prod her for those particular answers or like try to, try to set those answers up. I just asked her like open-ended questions and shit and you know, I was like, holy fuck. And even 2018, I'm like. Fuck, he's probably 30 some years old. Because one of the thing is, I feel so far behind. Like he's my probably mom, almost 40. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Because she's 38. And so, like, we got the opportunity to talk to her. And then that led into talking to Tim. And then I was like, fuck, dude. I'm like, this is, like, they're, the disconnection and the gap gets much less. You know what I mean? So they go from the stage. And it's it's, it's a great thing because, like, I, I, my mind puts them on a pedestal. I was essentially, say, that's your ego creating a separation. But yeah, my mind's putting them on a pedestal, which is great in this particular instance because now they step off, right? And now I can, and now they're off the pedestal, and I can conversate with them. And now I'm thinking like, okay, now they're as equal to me. If they're on the stage and they're talking and everything else, then. Why can't I? And stuff like that, you know, like, for instance, not that I would want to become a speaker, probably. Maybe I would. I don't know. I don't, I don't at this point. But it's just that, the instance, that you're closing the gap. That's the, that's the point of the, the concept right now is you're closing that gap. So it's so nice to be able to watch them speak on stage. These guys are getting paid tens of thousands of dollars. Some of them are getting paid tens of thousands of dollars. I mean, to talk, the one dude, it cost him 40 grand just to fucking fly out there one way. Like that's fucking insane to me. 
like 80 G's round trip plus whatever else that you know he had to pay for and everything you know the hotel the food the you know the time off everything else so it's just like holy shit and then you honest you get to you I could have walked over and chatted with uh Wes Weston no problem like he sat there right on the couch you know almost all night him and Nick yeah yep yeah Nick too yep and then it's like okay cool like that's awesome like you're able to get in these rooms and it really didn't even cost that much money in my personal opinion I mean it was it was substantial um like we could have went to fucking Mexico for like two weeks but I want to say it cost me probably four to five four to five grand for both of us to go there and to we also didn't we could have we could have made it like not so like for people that think like oh well I could never do that because I don't have four to five grand you also don't have to go to the marble room you also don't have to eat out for breakfast you know these things like we yeah you could have made it you could have made it for a lot cheaper you probably could have made it for like three you know you could have drove there you could have stayed at a different hotel which I don't recommend I'd say try to stay at that hotel because that way you're able to be in the elevator with these guys when you're going up and down Literally, in the lobby and we got shit. In, the one day we got in the elevator, Mark was there. Like, yeah, yeah. So we were in the elevator right before he was about to start the second day. Like, yeah, yeah. The guy that's putting on the event, you know, yeah. the guy that's worth many, many millions. You know, we rode the elevator with him. We could have, you know, asked him questions. Joel fucking walked, walked with, away him. with him. Yeah, yeah. he was like, gonna go yeah, out in the lobby, and we should have done the same thing. Probably, but I didn't yeah. even think about it. I it was, you know, I was probably in my fight or flight mindset, whatever it was, and. You know, I should have took that opportunity. But these are things that, you know, you can turn back and reevaluate. So then, you know, now I'm like, okay, next time, especially if I've got Joel, because Joel's like a fucking, you know, like, fuck, I'll just, just hang out on, with Joel. Just ride on his curtails. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll just be his wingman. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll hang out with you, Joel. Like, oh, okay, you want to go over there? I'll be the, I'll be your bitch. I'll hold your pocket and walk over there with you. You know, like shit. Um, so you just... You just take those opportunities to reevaluate, and that's why it's good to sit down and reflect. When, and that's why I asked her, like, what was your what were your takeaways? And that that makes me relive the situation too, because I was sitting there the same thing, and then I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. That's a good one, or oh yeah, that one, or you know, some of them are maybe like, oh, that one's fucking lame, or whatever else. But it doesn't matter. It you know, it, you're reliving it. Your mind is replaying it, and you're like, okay, cool, yeah, I remember that. Oh, and then he said that after that because you're conversating, and then I, you know, I bring up something that she might not remember. Oh yeah, you're right. Blah blah blah. When Joel said it perfectly, because I said, what do you think, or how you? I said, how are you feeling? And he said, I'm feeling like I'm drinking from a, what do you say, fire hydrant from yeah. fire hose, whatever. And it is like that because even like looking through like when you're we talking, you were talking about Nick. Like I was like looking through what I wrote, and I'm like, oh yeah, like I remember. Obviously, I wrote it down, but it's like there's so much information coming at you sometimes, especially depending on the speaker. Like, sometimes it's just like every other line is like a freaking nugget. And so you're just like, go, 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 go. And then, like, as you're talking about Nick, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, just some of the stuff that I knew I loved at the time, obviously, I wrote it down, but I would not have remembered if I didn't write it down because there is just so much information coming at you. Yeah. Yep. Um, So, yeah. One of the other things, I forgot who said it, but um, breaking your beliefs. Uh... It might have been Nick, but he was talking about breaking your, somebody was talking about breaking your beliefs or the current beliefs you hold and stuff like that. And that was a really good one too. Um, just because <clears throat> that is also, I'm talking, I'm, I'm currently reading about the mind and Nick Weston or Wes, uh, 
feel like there was somebody else too that talked about the mind I feel like it was sprinkled fraction. everywhere. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, for like, sure. Because that's why I was thinking, I didn't say this last night when you asked me about one of my big takeaways, but as you said something, it popped in my head. Um, Perfect example. Right. Gratitude. Like, so mm. many of Tim them, Ross. if not every single one, talked about gratitude. And I think, too, because we've talked about this, but when people make a lot of money, when people have really great cars, when people live in mansions, the quote-unquote general masses hate on that and shit on that because they're bad people. Why do they need all this money? Blah, blah, blah. But those people, especially at Mark's, because he's very intentional about this, he talks about it, the give. Like, they all give to charity. But he literally brings in somebody who runs this amazing nonprofit organization to get people out of slavery in terms of sex trafficking and human trafficking and work trafficking and all that stuff. And people there give thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Yep. And then at his birthday party, he auctions off art. And everything that's earned goes to this charity. Like, yeah. even people that wanted to join his coaching group this month. He's like, anybody that joins from here that to was, now, is gonna, like, I'll send all of that to charity. He had like 30-some people join. He just donated 30-some grand just like that. Mm-hmm. You know? And he can because he has that money. Yeah. Like, people that are poor and people that don't have money are... They're, holding all of that and they're greedy about it and they give two dollars to the guy on the side of the road and maybe that is that is good enough i'm not saying it's not good but it's like when you have the money and you have the ability to give like that they do broke and, people can't help broke people but anyway i think that comes back to like gratefulness because that came up so much and it made me nick especially like talked about that a lot like um it's just so interesting because you literally physically see him with no legs one arm with like one finger at the end of it and he remember when he, he was like tap on your chest and so we're all tapping on our chest it's gonna mm-hmm. make you cry and he said repeat after me he said nothing is missing and like you're literally looking at this guy who's missing body parts <laughs> like that's insane and so for me like the gratefulness and like all that just lands one because I'm like an empath I think so I feel all of that stuff like pretty intensely but it's also just like because I struggle with how I see myself and so forth and things like that. But it's like literally nothing is missing within me to get the life that I want or to like attain my dreams or my desires. Like it is all within me and I can be grateful for what I have now and then continue to desire for more. And that's okay. And that's good. Mm. Fucking. Okay, real quick because I'm going to be taking all your time too. P.S. I just saw three, 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 three. Um, so Tim Bratz <clears throat> was on the upcoming and he's broke as shit. He didn't have any money. He, he all he had was like a dollar twenty six like to his name to pay for some gas to try to get somewhere and shit. And he was just in this horrible mindset. Just like he's fucking eating at himself, right? And so he's running down the beach to go exercise and all of a sudden these this fucking big heavy dude is, you know he's drinking beer and he's like partying and stuff like that and he's you know Tim Bratz is like this motherfucker started making fun of me he's like hey look at this guy he's running a race let's he's cheer him on guys yeah he's winning let's go let's go guy you know and he just fucking gets pissed because this guy is making fun of him right and so he's like I he's, don't say anything he's, he's like but yeah. I'm pissed yeah and he said you know if he's gonna fucking say something on the way back he's like thinking about things and it's funny because I do the same thing when he said that I'm like god damn 
I'm like, <laughs> I think about the same thing. Like, think about something to say back and whatever else. And you just get, you just get so caught up in that fucking moment. And you're just tunnel vision on like attacking and hurting and whatever. So then he goes, uh, on the way back, he starts seeing these people with these fucking things on their shirts. Numbers. Yeah, these numbers on their shirt. And the dude was actually literally cheering for him. Because he's like, he's I realized like, that I started like a mile ahead of these people who were running a 10K race. Yeah. He's like, so this guy on the way back, I realized like, oh my God, like that guy literally thought I was winning this 10K race. He fucking hated him and he was his biggest fan. That's literally what he said. I was like, oh my yeah. God. He's like, I thought was, he was my biggest enemy. It turns out he was my number one fan. Yeah. And it's all about perspective. Like he had no fucking idea. Like, he was, he was so, he was just so miserable with himself and so miserable with his life experience and so miserable with the whole, everything that he was just eating himself and beating himself up. So then he thought this guy was out to get him and just ends up that he's fucking cheering for him. That's such like, a good story. That was a fucking amazing story. I was like, God damn. It's kind of like my Bro, game I'm changer like, story. Like, yeah, did I good. see that? Did I see that game changer first? And then I thought about the fucking, and then I was like, oh, I started talking myself out of it. And then I literally looked to the billboard and I'm like, it was a job thing. Like, you know, fucking indeed is a game changer whatever, whatever it was. I was like, holy fuck. I'm like, damn, that just hit me. I fucking... I forgot who I called. I called somebody immediately, though. I was like, listen to this fucking shit. Um, so, yeah. That was really good. So, go ahead for your takeaways. You've got 23 minutes. Oh, thanks. Let me just breeze through. Um, well, the nice well, thing is they might play off each other. Well, yeah. That's why I was not going to let you just talk the whole time and was contributing. <laughs> so, I didn't write mine down. So, that might be different than yesterday. Um, I the very first one either. I said was and I said it's small and this is probably one of the ones that you're like oh that's stupid and doesn't really apply to you but so Sean Whelan got up there and was talking about like couples men and their women whatever and I actually just the night before had had this conversation with Joel because we were sitting at dinner and Joel's like what are your goals so he asks you and you're talking about them and he asks me and I'm like I don't have any and I was like I'm kidding kind of and so I've talked about this on here, I'm sure, that, like, I, it's been difficult for me, and I think part of it has to do with the codependency, but regardless, it's been difficult for me to have my, like, own goals, although I think I maybe have them, because thinking about, like, my therapy job, like, that was my dream job for a long time, and now I'm living it, and anyway, but to have my own, like, business-type oriented, make-money-type goals is difficult for me, and so he has them quite often, and I will attach that, and I'm like, I will help you, I'll help you get your goals. And so there was a time in my life when I was forcing the, I need to be a business owner. And I'm still open to that possibility if that's where life takes me, but I think I've come a long way with accepting that like, I don't need to necessarily be out there like grinding and doing all this super entrepreneurial stuff if it's not really for me, because it's not for everybody. And so I've come to some like acceptance and some okay with that and some... Yeah, just acceptance, I guess. So we had that conversation, and I said that at dinner. Then the next day, Sean gets on stage, and he's talking about him and his wife, Sax, and that kind of scenario for them, because he had his Lions Not Sheep stuff going in the lion's den, and she was a realtor at the time, but he was like, you know, we need to make a decision. Like, do you want to continue to building this thing, or do you want to stop that and come help me, and we can, like, build together? And so that's what they did. And he said, you know, I make so much more money with her by my side than if she were out doing her own thing. 
And so that, and I said that, I'm like, it was just a confirmation, but it was very nice, I think, to hear that, especially when I literally just had that conversation the evening before with you guys at dinner. Um, so that was just like an aha, thank you universe kind of moment. I'll add to that though. Um, I think that you should still have not necessarily your own business, but like maybe personal brand or something of your, to a degree of your own. Cause even like Saxony has stuff, small stuff like uh, earrings and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because then that just, that creates your own, even if it's a small income, it just, it's different because it's 100% yours for the most part. You know, I, I don't have a problem contributing. But like even Saxony has the queen brand side of things, you know, like that's her, that's her side of things. Like she has full control over that. So it's not necessarily, um, he's working, she's working with him, but she also has her own part, her own thing. You know what I mean? Her own personal contribution that Sean personally could not do. Like Sean couldn't he probably could but it just wouldn't be as authentic you know it wouldn't be authentically feminine and stuff like that so that's just something that you know you might want to keep in mind in general well at this point in time i started a new job so me being a therapist is kind of my yeah whatever at this point and maybe you know you um you know start doing uh fucking videos like i had mentioned or whatever else i don't know I brought up using TikTok, and he thinks it's his idea now because he's like, yeah, you could do all this stuff. With like, Let me be the creator of the thing if that's what I need to be. I brought that up a long time ago like, you yeah, know, know. because I like saw the psychologist videos and stuff. Like, I even com- sent you one this morning. The conversation a lot, too, even came up throughout the event of social media, and that's what I said because I use mine more for just like very personal stuff. Like my, I share when, and not that I wouldn't do this necessarily to if I were more conscious about the way I use social media, but I just like look at my page, especially when I'm like making new connections. I'm like, oh, what are these people gonna see? So sometimes I'll like go back through my feed and see what's been on there for the past month. And I'm like, nothing on here is screaming like high level thinker, successful, not that I'm not, or not that I am, but it's just your social media is like a billboard and mine's not necessarily looking the way that I would like to advertise myself. So that came up last night in conversation. because I was like, I need to be more intentional with my social media. Um, and potentially going into TikTok, which I've been so adamant against for such a long time, but that's silly. And that's what I said, because people make so much freaking money on those platforms. Um, yeah, so that confirmation, this was, I brought this up already, but like the gratitude piece, I think especially because I... I think it's interesting because we talk about this. He feels he doesn't have the ability to visualize, but he has the ability to conceptualize. And I have the ability to visualize. And so sometimes when those, like I take for granted almost that ability and I don't necessarily use it for good. Like if I'm feeling sensations of anxiety, my mind goes wild. But I don't take like the gratitude piece or the abundance piece and intentionally use my ability and my power to do something with that. Do you visualize like bad experiences? Positively. I don't literally see it Mm. necessarily. But you're like kind of living it, like conceptually probably. Or sometimes, because even, this is so random, but it just popped in my head. We have like a little hole in our kennel out here that our cat uses. And like one time sis, one of our dogs like went out in front of it and my mind like saw her going out. So like, 
yeah, sometimes, I guess. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> but, like, if my if mind has the ability to do that by default, then why am I not using that intentionally for good? And that's Tim Bratz and, and Nick, whatever his name was, uh, talked about that. Tim Bratz says, gratitude is the secret to happiness. When you look for things to be grateful for, uh, you start to find them. So um, you're training your mind rather than to be in the fight or flight and fearful state. And it's funny because I just shared a thing on uh, Instagram on my story uh, or Facebook, whatever. I guess it doesn't matter if they're shared. But it talked about how like if you're easily scared, which is interesting because a lot of people I work with are easily, um, what's, that, what's another word for scared? Uh, Afraid? No, startled. If you're easily startled, you know, you're probably in the fight or flight, sympathetic or parasympathetic, whatever, which one ever is the thing. Um, and you're living in that state way more than you need to probably because that's why you're easily startled, you know, like, and I don't easily get started. I'm like, why the fuck are you starting? Because I'll be like, I'll walk up behind them and say, hey, what's up? And they'll, and they'll literally do that. They'll jump and everything. And I'm like, what the fuck did you just do? Like, why... Like, you startled me. I'm like, why? Because I fucking said hello? Like, why is your subconscious mind thinking that you're about to die? That's what that's what it's doing, you know? You're it's concerned. Um, and then Nick also Nick was probably uh more a, a little more deeper into it, but he also he also talked about gratitude. Um yeah, I don't see any notes on it, but um, he did well, talk about gratitude for sure, 100%. And this one, this is one that I know, but then he added more to this. So what I focus on, I get more of. So if you're focusing on your gratitude, what you're grateful for, and what you have in abundance, you will get more of those things. But then he also, to continue that, so what I focus on, I get more of. What I focus on, I feel, and what I feel is my life. So like what you focus on then turns into what you feel, and then what you feel is what makes up your life. Um, he repeated it, but I think this is originally from uh, Ed Milet, and he talks about how your the quality of your life equals the quality of your emotions. Right. So, you know, just, yeah. I just want to go back to Tim Bratz really quick because the gratitude piece. He talked about, so winning the lottery came up multiple times also. Like, the fact that you even opened your eyes this morning, you won the lottery. Like many people, and we have a story of us just this morning, went to bed last night and did not wake up. And so winning the lottery, like right, for lots of things. I mean, if you live in America, you won the lottery. If you woke up this morning, you won the lottery. Like all of these things, do you think of them that way? But Tim Bratt said, like, if you think about your life being this lottery ball that you got, and he said, like, he asked, like, would you put your ball back and risk picking up another one, picking out another one? And like that hit me because I was like, holy shit. Like, you think about, and Nick talked about that, I think. Was it like, do you focus on what you have or what you don't have? Do you focus on, you know? And so it's like, it's so easy for our brains to think of all these things that aren't how we want them. And we don't have this and that. And But like, would I redo? Would I put my ball back and pick something out? Absolutely not. Like, without a shout, like, no doubt in my mind, I would not do that. Because that'd be freaking risky. Like, I won the lottery and the fact that I live in America. I won the lottery, like... So many things in my life are good. So, like, I don't know, just the fact that he's, like, how he put that. I was like, ooh, that's freaking good. Um, I brought this up in previous videos, but, like, yeah, 4% of the world's population, 4% of the world's population lives in America. 
Like, do you understand? Like, you could have been born in fucking Haiti, the Dominican Republic, Mexico, China. Like, fuck all those places. I haven't been to, you know, half those places, but I have been to the other half, and I'd way rather fucking live here. I have indoor plumbing. I have hot water. I have, you know, more freedom than most of the other world. You know, like, the rest of the uh, rest of the world. So... Yeah, it's just right. something like people take for granted and I did a post about it a long time ago and when I because I was like I don't even know why I uh, brought it up or thought about it but I was like hmm, I wonder what the like the what, what the what the population of the world is in America you know like that's yeah. fucking wild 4% you had a 4% chance you know and then what was the chance of you having like a birth defect or something and then I was going to think that too like I live in somewhere where I'm safe I don't have to worry about safety I have food in my fridge I have all of my limbs like yeah so um real side quick sidetrack here uh joe linder he's a bodybuilder and i've kind of seen him on and off over the past year or so but i just recently started following him like when you started following him and he's just like super ripped he's not he probably does steroids but he doesn't do like i don't think he was like fucking overly you know just overly uh yeah overly pumped and shit you know I'm sure he was juicing to some degree, but, and people might try to justify that as a reason, but he just died at the age of 30. I'm like, fuck, dude, I'm 30. And I just made that post about how Jesse Itzler, like, that's only if I get 40 more fucking Christmases. Like, right. I might not. I might have an aneurysm rupture or whatever. That's how he died. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, and that was after Sean just po or just shared his thing like you won the lottery and i'm like wow dude that's not a fucking coincidence like that is that is fucking insane you know and again people might try to justify oh well you know he used a bodybuilder and he used a steroids and doesn't fucking matter you can die a thousand different ways and you might try to like bash him because he used steroids to some extent it's not even i don't even think he used it a lot even though yeah like, yeah yeah um but it doesn't fucking matter. Like, I, uh, side note, another side note, side note of the side <laughs> Seriously. note. Seriously. I think it was the COVID vax. I'm betting you he fucking got the COVID vax. I would bet a lot of money on it. Because it's just, it's weird. A lot of these fucking players, a lot of these pro athletes are starting to have, uh, yeah, um, just like sudden drop, issues. Yeah, sudden or issues. sudden death. Yeah, I've like, never what? seen anything like it. It's fucking <clears throat> crazy. They like drop on the field and shit and they're just fucking dying left and right. Like, uh, that's not normal. We have never seen that in the fucking history of the world. And now all of a sudden we are after the fucking vaccine came out. So, but we won't go on <laughs> the, backwards. we won't go back on the fucking cerveza disease. We'll just, you know, just something to think about. Watch so, us get flagged. Yeah. Fuck them. Cerveza disease. Yeah. Except you already said that. I two know. Words together. Anyway. Um, and then I think the other one for me, this is kind of general, but was like thinking bigger and this has kind of come a little bit maybe that's why it's on my mind is because we talked about like you know just buying another job or buying the laundromat like that's smaller thinking but like when you get into these rooms and they're it, again it's not all about the money but I mean that's part of it right and to have the money that they have they have to have these mindsets of like they're thinking bigger it's, it's just because we get, for me personally I get in this space where I'm like okay like, things are comfy. Like, we live in a really great house. And, like, my job situation just shifted. And so, like, that's fun and new and exciting. And that's okay. And I'm only going to work this many hours because that's enough. And, like, 
I just, I don't, yeah, I even have the Magic of Thinking Big neck in my pile of books I want to read because that's just something for me that I think I need to expand, especially again when I fully believe in my ability to manifest and visualize and do all of these things. Like, why am I not using my brain power for that when I absolutely know that it can produce and manifest? And um, one of the questions there was like, you know, who's a millionaire here? And I'd say probably 70 to fucking 75% of the room raised their hand. And I was like, holy fuck fuck i'm like jesus and then you know they're talking about these business deals and they're talking about you know how five hundred thousand is a fucking drop in the bucket and they're like that's nothing that's fucking nothing 500 grand is nothing and i'm like jeez that's fucking oh it take me to fucking make five hundred thousand <laughs> like, i think you said something on example like this amount of money is like you know that's not gonna break make or break anything yeah <laughs> 500 grand is not gonna make or break anything and i'm I like mean, holy it's, fuck it's perspective it's mindset yeah. it, and it's, I don't want to, I don't know, because I also get, like, if people aren't there, like, we're not there, but yeah, it doesn't not, mean. But that's what I need to be around. Right. I need his thought process, because right. everything starts with the mind. Whether you think it's spiritual, or whether you think it's just, you know, secular and physical, that it's all in the fucking mind, because, you know, if you, if, if it's physical, then you're going to do the thing, and if it's metaphysical, then you're going to attract the things, no matter what, no matter where you're, where you're fucking, uh, spiritual spirituality lies, it always starts with the mind. You can create happiness with the mind or you can create depression with the mind. It all starts in between your fucking ears. Sean Whalen talks about, you know, that's the, that's the best fucking real estate in the world is, you know, the six fucking inches six between inches between your ears. Yeah, like that's true. That's true. And that's why like social media comes in because, you know, if you can capture the audience and you can entertain them and whatever else, like build your well before you want to eat or drink, whatever. <laughs> dig your well before you're thirsty. Yeah, dig your well before you're thirsty because if you can create a following, a group, people love to be entertained. They like to see what you're doing. They like to see what's going on. They're like, oh, wow, he's doing that or he's doing this or he's fucking riding snowmobiles. He's you know, uh, going to a seminar, he saw Wes West and he saw Sean Whalen. Oh, he saw, you know, whatever. And then, and then eventually if you build a brand around that at the, at that point, you can start saying, Hey, you know, like I'm offering a coaching group or I'm offering, you know, my plumbing services or I'm, you know, whatever it is, but now you have an audience, you know? So yeah. The, the highest paid people are entertainers. Like, higher mm-hmm. than athletes. I, mm-hmm. people that, the highest people pay, paid people in the world are entertainers, you know? So, no one makes more than entertainers. Like, if you look at their fucking net worth and stuff, like, Seinfeld's worth a billion dollars. That's fucking crazy. He's still making money off of his episodes. Like, that's so insane. So... So, I think... For me, just the last, like, tidbit, we I'm sure after any other conference or thing that we've been to, we say this, but, like, go to them. That's why, like, I posted afterwards, like, get in the room, and that's one, somebody talked about that, like, get in the room, like, and it doesn't mean that you have to spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, like, there are options there are out cheaper there. Ones. People are running masterminds all the time, yeah. all the time, like, it might even just be, like, local masterminds. Yeah. Like, just we just get... went to the one in Mitchell, like right off the bat. As soon oh, as yeah. we got here, we fucking right when right when we moved here, we jumped into a mastermind and started meeting Jeff Sands and fucking uh, Anthony and you mm-hmm. know Angie and Brian yep. and 
You know, like, we were meeting all these fucking people immediately. And it was just this, like, local Mitchell real estate one. Yeah, professionals and stuff like that, like, you know, like, and they're, and they're at, like, a fucking nothing level compared to the one we just went to. Like, these guys are fucking... But that's not... The, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. There yeah. are still people there's, there that were still levels, levels above us. There's, yeah, there's still people that are levels above us. We or, still learned. We yeah, still networked. Yeah, we still 100%, made connections. 100%. And that's what it's about, especially because it's... Cheesy and cliche, but it's not what you know, it's who you know. And Mark talks about that too, even like the intelligence piece. Am I smart enough and whatever? And he's like somebody who totally advocates, like, dude, if I can do it, you can do it. Because somebody even asked him a question, and he was like, that's this guy's answer. He's like, I'm not smart enough for that. He's like, I don't know what that means. Like, he's like, talk to this guy, the lawyer guy. Yeah. Like, he even openly admits, like, I'm not smart enough for that. Ask him. Yeah. (laughs) That's why you have people, you know, like, all this pay. The fucking, I love it. Oh, I saw, there's this thing that goes around online and it's like a meme and it's a legit car and it's, it's like a super fucking nice Lambo or some shit like that. And it said C average. (laughs) So they talk about how the fucking C students, uh, uh, the A students work for the C students and then something about the D students or something. (laughs) And I was like, oh, so fucking right. Because, and it's funny because real quick. I'm starting up a um, golf and axe simulation thing, right? And so I just type in on uh, Google Sioux Falls axe throwing. And so Sean talks about this book called Steal Like an Artist. And I don't have to recreate the wheel. I just have to fucking do what other people are doing. And, that's you know, working. That's working. So, you know, like literally I type it in. I find this article and they're sent, they tell me the times. They tell me what they charge. They tell me their specials. They tell me how many how many uh, bays they have. They tell me other activities. They literally lay out my fucking blueprint. And that's what I did in high school, dude. I fucking cheated. I had like a 3.6. All I did was fucking cheat. I didn't care. I didn't give a fuck. I'd literally skim through the book, get the answers, and then I'd be like, hey, Caleb. Hey, Tyler. Hey, Jason. Hey, Noah. Hey, hey, did you do the homework, Nick? Hey, I'm going to fucking copy these answers. I do some of it. But then anything I couldn't find and I didn't care about, I was like, you know what? This is taking me too long to fucking find this answer. I'm done. I'll fucking ask Nick. Hey, Nick, you got that answer? And then I'd go to fucking Jason, and he'd give me one answer. And then it didn't seem like I was just cheating off of the one guy, and I didn't have the same exact answers, right? I had a collaborative team. Like, I just fucking created a team of individuals in high school that I could get this guy. Because if I cheated off the same kid, they would have fucking pegged me right off the bat. I would they would have been fucking nailed. But now I've got five different people with five different answers. My friends don't care because I'm not completely cheating off of them, and the teachers don't know because they it's not the same copied work. Like, and I'm like, fuck, dude. I literally wrote it down. I was like, holy fuck. This is a realization. School prepared me. Just cheat, cheat and copy what others are doing. Axro T ad idea tells me everything I need to know. Steal like an artist. I'm like fuck. There it is. That's the answer. Copy than cheat, but yeah, it's the same fucking thing. And Robert Kiyosaki talks about collaborating. Like in schools, they don't want you to collaborate. He's like, well, that's fucking bullshit. Why are you gonna go through life, you know, doing all this stuff by yourself? Especially yeah, build as, a team. Especially as an entrepreneur. Because Mark said that. He's like, people out here want to be a solo entrepreneur. He's like, that's, that's fucking stu- stupid. That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. He's like, why? Because if you go down, that's it. Like, yeah. everything's gone. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you have a team? Yeah, exactly. Anyways, we're about to fucking wrap this we're shit up. We have 30 seconds here. right now. Um, go follow us on YouTube. 
Instagram, like us on Facebook, and feel free to add us on a friend as a friend. Feel free to comment you know, your thoughts or ideas, ask questions, whatever. Um, reach out to us. And I think this is a good episode. And yeah, we have a lot of fucking fire right now. So let's roll. See you guys. Bye.